Hello, and welcome to the Consumer Goods Forum's end-to-end value chain podcast series. In this series, we hear industry insights from people working towards collaborative solutions that benefit the entire value chain. My name is Lee Green, and I'm the comms director at the CGF. But I have the pleasure today of handing you over to your host, Rudy Hagedorn, the E2E value chain director at the Consumer Goods Forum. Rudy, over to you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our second podcast with Justin Hardeman. And this is part two of a series. Hello, Justin. Good to have you with us. Hey, it's great to be back for part two, Rudy. I'm excited. Yeah, let's see what we come up with today. I know. <laughs> Good to have you here. Um, for those not familiar, we just please hop to our first podcast links below and you will see what we talked about and today i think we make maybe a short recap about part one justin what was your recollection of part one yeah that was my recollection of part one was we talked about uh, some of the big trends that were you know out there and and present in consumer products we were we recorded that at the end of 2021 which is just a couple weeks ago um It's been pretty consistent, by the way, since then. I'll say not much has changed. So if any of you are, are listening here to part two, I'd say hit pause and go check that out. Um, we talked about everything from supply chain and manufacturing trends over to what's happening on the consumer side around engagement. And today we're going to dive into data and analytics, one of my favorite topics. Excellent. So data analytics, it will be. So, Justin, will be. <laughs> what does the base look like in CPG? Uh, so, for our core members, so to say, at the CGF, what's your take on that one? Yeah, so I'm going to start with a little bit of my background because it'll help frame, you know, why I love this space. Um, I actually started my career in, it wasn't called analytics then. It was called everything from decision support to OLAP to... Um, business intelligence, which BI at the time was relatively new. Um, if, if you all are in this space, then you are very familiar with it. Uh, EIS, executive information systems. And this is all leading up to what became data warehousing and BI. And then now you have cloud uh, technology that supports uh, this space. So, um, but I spent 10 years at Coca-Cola and the first seven of that I was focused on This whole world of bringing together data across 72 Coke bottlers or distributors, um, the food service business, other ownership groups like uh, Adwala, Glasso, which was like vitamin water and smart water, and to create a single view of customer, right? So when we go to Albertsons or Kroger or Safeway or Publix or Target or Walmart, you know, to understand what product was going into the store. And that's not an easy proposition for most of our members, by the way, who are listening, who have grown through acquisition, who have multiple versions of SAP, who have um, who have not integrated data. And it's not an easy task, right, to bring that together. And it was my task, especially the first seven years there, so that when we walked in the door at the retailer, we had a good view of what we sold in. Part two of that was, hey, let's get point of sale data and overlay that with shipment data so we knew what went into stores, what was going out of stores. And now I could do a better job of predictive ordering, managing out of stocks, uh, my trade spend and whatnot. And so um, for me, it was such a good grounding in not only the industry, but 
in the world that I really enjoyed, which was um, data and analytics and insights and like what you could do with that data. Um, so for me, that was just a bit of my background. That, that that challenge that I just described that I worked on is something that even today, just about all of the customers I work with worldwide are still challenged with. So that's just one aspect of it. And I can talk about how that's grown over time. Oh, excellent. So let's uh, look and maybe put a lens on these, these different angles and aspects that you, you just mentioned. If you look back, do you see a kind of trend in... I, I see two tracks. One is data, data development, like amount of data, type of data. And the other one is technology, or how to handle data, store data, exchange data. What's, do you see some trends? Do you see a, a part that's getting more and more difficult to have an oversight, I guess, for a normal company these days? <laughs> Lots of options yes. there. But uh, what would be your take on it? Where do you see trends and what should company look after maybe? Yeah, so that's, I love that question. So, um, yeah, so let's take the data piece first. I, I mentioned two pieces of data, right? Shipment data, point of sale data. We also, at the time, were dealing with syndicated data like IRI, Nielsen, Spins. Obviously, many of our members uh, use that type of data today. But let me just say, if you just took those three and try to bring those together and make sense of them, it's not easy because hierarchies don't match up. Timing of when you get data doesn't match up. That's happening in Excel and Access and a couple other tools today. And so everyone listening is nodding their heads, or most people probably nodding their heads that, yeah, I'm still dealing with that. Okay, so what else has changed? Now we've got better access to consumer data, one-to-one -one data. Do you know, do you, everyone knows direct-to-consumer exploded the last two or three years, especially. So now all of a sudden I have one-to-one -one data. We've got PI data on, on individuals. Um, we have good examples of major CPG brands that have amazing or extraordinary direct-to-consumer sites today. And that allows them to market directly to consumers. Um, there's also new sources of data like credit card data, shopping basket data. There's a, a there's a whole market right now of new entrants in the data space that are are finding and leveraging new types of data and, and looking to market that and find find their piece of the of the business with CBG brands saying bring them new insights. Um, agencies also have been doing a lot of this work for the major CPG brands. And there's a, a trend right now to bring a lot of that back in-house. There's been trend over time to, to take that out of house to agencies. So um, that's those are some of the data elements. But let me just get beyond the, the obvious ones. Now let's get into operations and manufacturing. I've got data that's associated to machines for predictive maintenance and downtime. I've got IoT data, IoT sensors in my production facilities and warehouses. That's a whole nother set of data that doesn't integrate with all the other things we just talked about. So when you think about data analytics from the consumer to the retailer, back into operations, upstream to manufacturing, even upstream from that into procurement, a lot of data, a lot of analytics and insights, most of it disaggregated and handled by different teams and groups. Okay, part two of your question was, what about the technology and how has that changed? So like, rewind the clock again to the time when I was working at Coca-Cola. You know, we were buying expensive hardware and that took weeks and months to procure, get installed, supported, uh, you know, tested, QA'd, and then have it working. And by the time we did, it almost it was almost an amazing thing that in within a couple of weeks, it was full. <laughs> like we were out of capacity again and we'd have to buy more hardware and then or services that go with it. What has changed, of course, is now um, with cloud, 
you have cloud capabilities that you can spin up in minutes. Um, you have capacity that you can expand into, um, again, without having to do any sort of installation. Um, you don't have to have your own data centers and space and people and power and water and all that goes with that. And so what's really changed and evolved in the world of analytics is the technology has changed quite a bit. The infrastructure, the, the, the concepts around data lakes and data warehouses and, and data engines. And then on top of that, the analytics. So we could talk about AI and machine learning in a moment. And that, that has progressed and it's real now. That's, um, I think, uh, that's very, very clear. Um, when it comes to something you just mentioned, um, AI, or I think the, the capacity to um, have powerful machines help making decisions and sort data and other things, that's how I would phrase it right now with my layman terms, so to say. Uh, do you see this also as a growing market currently, you know, like uh, self-structuring data, some kind of things or software that helps you look into a big binary blob, that's how we used to call it, and say, can I make some sense out of this, right? <laughs> Pull out the noise um, and and give you some insights. Is, is How far do you see that development? Do, do you see products on the horizon that can actually achieve reasonable yeah, results so in that area? Okay, so a couple things on that front. So first of all, core business intelligence reporting, it's still as important as it ever has been. And now the, the tools around that have gotten better. But again, it ties back to your data structure, data enablement. Um, but that is as important today as ever. I was meeting yesterday at a workshop with a major food company that everyone here would recognize. And they were showing me their kind of end-to-end they called it a supply chain, but it was really commercial. So like from product to delivery and retail store, and they were doing it all in spreadsheets. Okay. This is core reporting and BI. And they were talking about just the struggle to get good insights. Okay. So I, I, I don't, while it's exciting to go talk about the, you know, the, the buzz words of AI and machine learning, I will say like as important as ever is, is that core understanding of the business. Right now, um, what has evolved in, in the last four or five years, if you went to any conference, any consumer goods, retail, even beyond conference, you know, everyone would talk about the future of AI and, and machine learning, right? They would even, it's kind of always used together, by the way, in the same sentence. So let me just define both real quick in case uh, this is a new topic for a new area for, for any of you. So AI is really a technique that enables computers to, mim to, to mimic human intelligence using logic, if-then statements, and uh, machine learning behind that. Machine learning is actually a subset of AI and it uses machines to search for patterns and data and build models automatically. And then there's a third concept which you're gonna start hearing more about. This will be kind of the new buzz phrase in the, in the year or two to come, which is deep learning, which is actually a subset of machine learning, okay? So where you're seeing that come to life? Um, now, first of all, the analytic programs like the education for training people in this space is expanded. You, you'll notice a lot of programs now at colleges and universities focused on business analytics, focused on um, the cybersecurity aspects of analytics, focused on these elements of, of really diving into data and, and finding um, and finding in, insights in that data. Where it's coming to life, I'll, I'll use a real life example. Um, seeing a lot of this, we talked about this on the, on the first episode, but when we think about image recognition in store, 
today, right? Um, when a route driver or a field salesperson or a merchandiser's in a store stocking shelves and they're taking images, those images become data and insights that can be rolled back up so that I have a good sense for what's in stock, whether it's priced correctly versus the trade print, uh, program and all of that. And so that when, when you think about that example, that's a great example of like AI um, being used out in the marketplace. And you'll see more and more uh, great examples of that, uh, of those two things coming to life in our industry. You'll also see some of that come to life on the operational side. I mentioned earlier, IoT data and sensors in warehouses, and um, the, it's, it's so inexpensive to have that type of um, of the, those sensors there, you need the infrastructure to collect the data. But now with AI, um, with machine learning algorithms and whatnot, you can make sense of that quickly. And then it can start to, write, to provide decision support for um, actions to operate better, more efficiently. So um, across the, I'd say across the, the industry from the, the execution side back up into operations and manufacturing, you'll see more and more of that expand. We need the right people on our teams Right. This isn't some IT group that sits over in another building. This is integrated into the business teams. It's integrated into operations um, where you're going to need these types of talent and skill sets. Wow. Dustin, we've gained right enough time. <laughs> we ran out of time already. I'm excited. <laughs> I love this topic. I can keep going. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, data analytics with Justin Hahnemann. And we are looking forward to the third part of our series. Um, and uh, I think we have enough, enough material to keep the two of us busy for quite some time. I can't even wait. Yeah, that'd yeah. Be great. So, I'm to it. so, yeah, sorry for the cutoff, also to the listeners, but uh, we have a strict rule here um, to say below the 12 minutes piece. Um, and, and here we are. So, Justin, again, running out of time. This. Uh, uh, Second time. <laughs> Super interesting. Uh, and I hope our listeners enjoyed it too. Stay tuned. And uh, we are coming up with a third part soon in this series. Justin, just to warm up our listener for next time, what are we going to talk about next time? I can't even wait. We're going to go into operations. We're going to talk supply chain. We're going to talk manufacturing. And then we're going to talk about some of the tech, the new tech and what's being used in that space to really accelerate innovation. Wow. Okay. Now I can't write either. Amazing. <laughs> amazing. Okay, everybody, don't miss out. Justin, thank you for participating today. Thank you for the invite. Thank you. And to everybody else, have a good day, stay safe, and goodbye from the Consumer Goods Forum. Take care. Thank you for joining this edition of the E2E podcast series. To learn more about our work, visit our website at tcgfvaluechain.com. Thanks again, and look out for the next edition coming soon.